Jenna. And I am Danica. <laughs> uh, I somehow made it one episode with have, without having like a mental breakdown. So <laughs> congratulations to me. And also thank you to Connie for filling in with me um, or for me last week. See, I'm already fucking it up. I'm yeah, fucking up this right. podcast already. Yeah. Um, this is why I had to take a break last week. Thank you again, <laughs> Connie, for filling in for me. Um, you're amazing. Yes. And lovely. I really like having you around. Thank you. It was you. so great. Like, last night, Connie came over and to our watch party and, like, got to meet y'all, like, officially in the flesh. Mm-hmm. And it was so amazing. <laughs> I mean, saying in the flesh like that sounds really nasty, but... <laughs> I get it, because it was a really wonderful experience, so. <laughs> we love you, Connie. Um, and we're going to have you back, for sure, probably during BIP, uh, because I foresee all of us needing. <laughs> Very many breaks. <laughs> and by we, I mean me. <laughs> I, I, I do dream about the day that I just, like, am not present for an episode once. Wouldn't that be fucking It wouldn't wild? happen. It wouldn't, it wouldn't happen. happen. <laughs> like... Um, I can't imagine you, like, even, like, recognizing the moments that you need to shut up. And also, I wouldn't be able to do it without you. I don't know how to do anything. I am famously, like, a bimbo that can't shut up but doesn't know how to do anything. So, I mean, we'll we'll give it a go one of these days. One of these days. Or, like I said last night, we should just have Connie and Andrew do an episode together. Oh my and that god! Would be the best. The pod wives, <laughs> the real pod wives of uh, Portland, Oregon. Oh my god! So yes, you're back. Thank God. I did miss you though, because I do miss when you just like scream at me and tell me I'm a bitch. Yeah, um, it's a special, it's a special pairing that we have together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I it. so last night, lots of stuff happened. <laughs> I don't remember any of it. Famously, I was drunk last night. Um, from what I remember, we saw some men's, um, lots of yelling at Carl, which is like literally the only thing I remember doing last night is yelling at Carl. Um, (laughs) but I mean, that's fair because he was being like the ultimate dumbass. Um, like don't make Katie cry, you know, like just don't do those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Um, the thing that I remember the most about last night, which I have to talk about, is the fact that you introduced me to Jeff Probst's penis. <laughs> um, famously, I'm a Survivor fan, and I don't even know what prompted this conversation, but uh, Jenna just showed me his dick last night, and... Yeah. Therefore, everyone in my friend circle saw it also, (laughs) and everyone today is traumatized. I'm still just, like, looking at this. It is so disgusting. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's actually beautiful. (laughs) It's, like, a horrible... You have to to look at it. So just just type in Jeff Probst's dick pic. That's all I had to Google search. And you go to images, and there's literally, like, as far as the eye can see... Is this man and his big old hog. Enormous, disgusting, and wonderful hog. It is so... so, uh, This is the thing, is, like, I know that my coworkers listen to this, and I apologize. Because (laughs) you're going to look at it, and you're going to see it. 
And yeah. it's not an ugly dick. It's just yeah. so long. And the pose choices he's making. The pose both, choices. Both poses are very, uh, he's just making choices. And there's like, there's a lot going on in the image. You can zoom, you could spend like hours just zooming into little details of the photo and not even look at the dick. I mean, you can't miss it because it's again, huge. Huge. <laughs> huge and <laughs> flaccid. <laughs> The fact that it's flaccid is the most, like, upsetting part. Again, it's not upsetting. He's just, like, a normal dude with his dick out. Mm -hmm. But the choices that he has made in, like, the background where he's just, like, in front of a bunch of normal dude clothes. And then the way that he's holding his penis. (laughs) I I don't know what to do with any of this information, but I've been sitting with it for... Nearly 24 hours at this point. <laughs> and like literally to the, to the minute. Yeah. It, it sucks. Um, it sucks and fucks, apparently. And we are so sorry that we put that on to you guys, but I don't think we can go into this episode to recap it without talking about no, it. No, I had to like talk. All- I had <laughs> to say something. It, it, I had to take so many naps today. About Jeff Probst's penis. Um, I actually think someone is, like, over at our house right now. Yeah. And, like, they're, That's like... they can hear you screaming through the door. I think, like, I think Dee Dee's here picking up an air conditioner. And so, like, literally I'm just screaming in the office about Jeff Probst's penis. <laughs> this is why people don't want to hang out with me. And it's okay. <laughs> it's, um... Yeah, like, literally, we're only, what, like, six minutes into the podcast, and I've already talked about a a host's penis for too many minutes of time. Mm -hmm. I think we got onto the topic because I was like, who else can we cancel now that we've, like, you know, effectively canceled (laughs) Chris Harrison? And I was suggesting um, Pat Sajak. Yes. Um, And then we, somebody was like, well, maybe Jeff Probst. And I said, well... How big do you think Pat Sajak's <laughs> penis is? We have that, to talk about it now. Yeah, I think it's... Um, I think it's I think smaller. It's, yeah, I think it's smaller. No shame in he, that, but... No, I think he probably does the same pose, though. Um, <laughs> and uh, I feel like probably just all hosts on ABC or whatever affiliates have to do this as they, like, sign their contracts, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think about Harrison? probably Harry, uh, and (laughs) the kind of dick that makes me want to... Somehow I think it's bigger, which is, like, scary. Oh, wait, I mean, at this point... Go ahead. His dick, like, Jeff Probst's dick is so big, I'm worried for anyone that has to interact with him. I think Chris's might be bigger and that's just horrifying to me. To me, that tracks because Lauren Zima gave up her job for him. So there has to be something wrong yeah. <laughs> in this in this equation. But really, I mean, it's he seems like a very five foot seven kind of man. Yeah. So, I mean, I know he's a little bit taller than that, but, I, you know, that's I think we were being himself. very generous with him just now. And <laughs> oh, my God. 
So I really hate that this conversation is happening. Well, you didn't have to show me Jeff Probst's dick yesterday. I mean, I did, though. I know. <laughs> and I probably I did that ask. in my pocket for a long time. <laughs> I waited three How did it fit in your you. pocket? It's too long. <laughs> you guys, it's so long. Okay, we really have to move on from this. It is... 10 minutes into the podcast and we have not stopped talking about dick and we are queer that it's time to move on okay thank you again connie i am so sorry connie um um, so yeah this week we had a lot of things happen and a lot of nothings happen also it was like a it was like a very bachelorette episode i like left going like oh that was a bachelorette episode what i just mm-hmm. watched like whoop check that off the box um, it was like 2 hours of kind of nothing but yeah. still everyone cried at least one time <laughs> including me i feel like mm-hmm. i definitely cried last yeah. night yeah yeah i kind of oh yeah so speaking of crying carl he is crying out to nobody. No one cares about anything. <laughs> He's also punch dancing yeah. for some reason. Um, yeah, again, just in true dumbass fashion, uh, talks too, like reveals too much mm-hmm. to Katie, um, but doesn't have any details to back it up. So he's doing the whole like, People are not here for the right reasons talk, but doing it too early in the season. Mm-hmm. And also, can we not just fully recognize that nobody is here for the right reasons? Like, I mean, we've been talking about this for multiple seasons at this yeah. point. Yeah. And I mean, like, the thing is, like, Carl is kind of right, which we mm-hmm. get, like, confirmation of later in the episode. But also, like truly who is here just out of the like good graces of their own heart wanting to be in a relationship and he 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 messed up his chances to stay on longer and he messed up other people's chances to make connections by doing it this early you know i think that's all of everyone's kind of gripe with it it's just like you did it too early all the men that's why they're mad they're just like i think at one point aaron's like yeah sure at some point we probably will have this conversation but like we're all still just trying to get to know her, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, can you let that happen? And, like, unfortunately, he just also fucked himself over. Like, it's not even like he did it and, like, was successful in, like, pulling one over her, you know? So it's just, like, I feel bad for him because he really kind of did that for no reason. Yeah. Ugh, dumbass. <laughs> for real. Um, so after all of this, like, Converse, like last week we were left with mm-hmm. Carl doing his nonsense and then we went into this week sort of figuring he was probably gonna go home um <laughs> and um so Katie uh chooses violence in that she doesn't want to talk to fucking anyone which is like a huge thing that's been happening in Bachelor Nation recently and I respect it yes. where it's just like you have wasted my time and as a kindness to you I am not going to waste yours anymore you are leaving <laughs> um so yeah I think she talks to Carl and Greg only that's all I remember from last night yeah essentially. and then she like starts sending people home and like who went home last night? There were so, there were some mistakes made. I feel like 
last night. Um, like, I, I love KD, but there were... Yes, there were some mistakes made. Choices were made, and I don't know about them. There was... Yeah. John, Kyle, Garrett, and Carl. Um, and John. I'm sad about John leaving. Everyone's sad about John. He mm-hmm. He's very cute, and he seemed really nice. I know. He seemed too nice for the show. Um... But yes, yeah, so like before they like officially start, Mike goes around and is getting all like, you know, hypey about it. And he's like, we should come together as a unit and protect the queen, which is fucking weird and gross. <laughs> but unfortunately, so yeah. ugly. I know. <laughs> I don't actually know what we want from men anymore. Because like, I feel like every season we're like, ew, why don't the men like you know, stand up for their girl more. And then every time they do it, I'm like, that is fucking disgusting. <laughs> Ew. Why'd you, why'd you do that? Um, men can't do anything right. Official. Yeah. TM, TM, but TM. He was the perfect one to do this next move um, because he's kind of safe for a minute after last week's, you know, stuff with him. Um, so he's here for the long haul, and so, like, after his name is called to get Rose, he, you know, he and his very short tie just, like, address the group and Katie, and he's like, we've come together in solidarity to say that we think that, unfortunately, in our opinion, (laughs) that you didn't ask for, what Carl said wasn't the truth. Um. (laughs) I, like, again... I love the idea of unionizing, but I hate it coming from this person. (laughs) Okay, so last week when you talked with Connie, what was your overall opinion about Mike as a person? Because I feel like when we were all talking about it, there Mm -hmm. was a very different... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Connie is problematic, and she is standing Mike... And Carl right now. For um, why? He's so ugly. He's so <laughs> ugly and he's such like a crybaby in a way that I don't respect. He looks like allergies to me. <laughs> like, I can't. So, but ultimately we came to like, we just had like a pretty interesting conversation about purity culture. And um, I definitely like came around with the idea of like, he is at least doing himself. He's doing his thing and like. He respects Katie, and, like, that's all that really matters. The show kind of went hard on him, but I'm like, he signed up for this, and so he kind of knew what he was getting into, and I still have more questions that I'm hoping he'll answer eventually about, Mm. like, really what his true intentions are. And, like, the thing is, he's here for the wrong reasons, too, just like everyone else, so it's like, we can just, like, take that part off of, like, the conversation, because, like, that's, well, I don't want to take it off, I want to just acknowledge it, like, that's it. We don't have to keep talking about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, so, yeah. Um, and I want to say about this, like, this fucking unionization play, like, as, like, it's just such a, like, weird concept. Because while I do love that they did this, and Katie, and, like, um, I do love that they did this. But, like, why would Katie believe this? You know, ultimately, like, mm-hmm. there are people there who are there for the wrong reasons. And, of course, those people would be the people who would say that they're not here for the wrong reasons and join in on this alliance. So, like, it doesn't make, it's not, it doesn't prove jack shit, Hmm. (laughs) you know? So. I mean, I I think maybe. It was cool. Yeah, like, unionization is cool. We want to, (laughs) we want to be clear. We're pro-unionization and we should all be doing it. (laughs) I just, like, I, I wonder 
if it like just doesn't really fucking matter <laughs> because yeah. like Katie I mean like you have to know like your top four like dudes when you mm-hmm. meet them you know yeah. like mm-hmm. if you meet 30 people and you don't if you're just like oh everyone is equal to me right that's bullshit <laughs> It's bullshit. <laughs> that's bullshit and it's annoying. And, like, we're not going <laughs> to pretend like that's an actual thing that's happening. But I think, like, probably the people she sent home were people she knew just, like, weren't mm-hmm. her people anyway. And, like, mm-hmm. sorry, Carl is not her person. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm sure he's fine. I don't I don't really know. He's gone. Say I love you. It works. She, like, goes back and talks to, like, Caitlin and Tasha, and they're, like... Well, I mean, I, I love Kayla at one point. She's like, you know, this is your decision. So mm-hmm. don't let the men, you know, tell you this is not their whatever. And I was like, oh, all right, good job, Kayla. <laughs> I love that for her. You know what else? I'm okay. So in Bachelor Nation, like news, we don't really do this mm-hmm. a whole lot anymore. But I did really love this week that Caitlin was like clapping back to people that were like, what the oh, fuck yeah. happened to Caitlyn's face in the yeah. last, like, eight years or whatever? And she was like, yeah. first of all, I gained weight. These are all the plastic surgeries I've had. Mm-hmm. I got a brow lift. And <laughs> also, shut the fuck up, basically. Yeah, like, it was so... <laughs> like, these people are getting fucking sick of us. And I'm here for it. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, it's none of our fucking business. No, it's so Like, true. truly. <laughs> Actually, like, Caitlin is, like, not a person that's just, like, you know, um, Amazon.com as a personality. And we need to leave her the fuck alone. Like. (laughs) She's been through too much. (laughs) She's been through so much and so have we all. And it's just, like, she's, like, 35. Like, leave her the fuck alone. Yeah. Please. She looks amazing. She looks Shut amazing. the fuck up. Oh, Ugh. They're so disgusting. Ugh. Um, speaking of disgusting, she keeps men um, on the show. Awful. Still. <laughs> Awful. Bad decision, Katie. Um, so she keeps David, Hunter, Connor, C, Mike P, Michael, Connor B, Courtney, Trey, Justin, Andrew M, Christian, Josh, Brendan, James, and Aaron join Greg and Thomas in the winner circle i guess but mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all winners <sighs> john kyle garrett and carl oh yeah home. Mm-hmm. it seems like it's like a crazy few amount of people that made it yeah. this week right there's only seven 17 maybe people left yeah, yeah i guess we're dwindling down already yeah oh, we yeah. have like almost less than half of the people it's weird i love it Good job, Katie. Get get rid of them. And thank you for getting rid of Garrett early, you know? Like, you could have gotten rid of him the first night, but hey, you know? Yeah. You sent him home now, and I'm, and I'm, we're really appreciated. No more Garretts. Please, somebody no listen Garretts. to us. I know the producers are listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> so please stop <laughs> for once. So the next day we get a group date. And the men's that are going on it are Aaron, Courtney, James, Connor B, David, Justin, Thomas, and Hunter and Brandon. Again, I only, Honestly, I only like Tom, uh, Justin. I like Justin and Courtney. I don't know. <laughs> they're both very, very hot. 
Yes. I don't know if I like them yet. I I like, I do like Justin. Mm -hmm. Justin's faces are very, very good. Um, (laughs) And like, I mean, honestly, who better to determine whether or not these men are full of shit than the king of fucking bullshit, Nick Vial. (laughs) So like the men and Katie sit down in a circle with Nick like, group therapy style with licensed therapist Nick Vial to um, just listen to him say, like, I'm here to hold you guys accountable, which is the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. I want to have you all know that Jenna is laughing off mic because we got a negative review recently that was like, that bitch laughs too fucking loud. And she's doing her part to, to keep it centered. Um my notes are unfortunately unhinged, so I don't know how much longer she'll be able to do it. Um, he says, today is about being truthful. Um, ghosting, leading women on, cheating, trying to be the next bachelor, the kind of things this dude is talking about, which is weird because I feel like he's done all of those things. Um Ultimately, this is just like a group situation where everyone is sharing their traumas competitively early, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Seriously, it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. And also, like, we're laughing now. I also just want to give, like, we both want to give, like, a trigger warning. This Mm -hmm. is going to lead into the part where we talk about um addiction alcoholism and sexual assault so like mm-hmm. if this is a a pain point point for you just be sure to skip ahead a couple of minutes yeah um but yeah it is like this competitive element to it is just interesting like they did that a little bit in the last season where they were all had to do art that was like about their like past or whatever and I was also felt really kind of icky and like, I don't know, but also, I don't know, we're just so used to this, like, this, like, you know, the way the show goes and you're supposed to do this on a one-on-one, you know, and to do it in a group setting is fine, but just fascinating. I think uh, our friend Jed, who made our theme music, thank you, Jed, he was over last <laughs> night too, and he was like, they've just run out of ideas, right? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also, trigger warning, Jed. (laughs) We were talking with him last night. We were like, I'm so sorry that so many people have roasted you in the comments for just, like, being a musician and having the name Jed. And he was like, I get it. (laughs) He's like, I don't actually know the joke, but I I, I get it. I I understand. Fair. Um, So, yeah, it's it's just a little odd, but yeah, it's fine because hey, you know what? Let's get a lot of it out of the way, right? Let's just like power through these men's traumas. Um, Hunter goes first, uh, and he tearfully confesses that his first marriage ultimately failed because he focused too much on work and not enough on his wife and two kids. He said, "I never imagined divorce for myself." Most people don't. Um, I tell you that because when I'm in that position again, I will cherish it and I will never stop maintaining that love. That's a big promise. (laughs) That's a big promise, Taylor Lautner. Um, Yeah. How do you feel about that? Like as a person who's gone through divorce, like, do you think you can promise stuff like that or? No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was just like talking to somebody about this the other day. I saw my friend Bobby this weekend and 
they were asking me if I if I if I see myself in a relationship ever again. And I was like, cool, thanks. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I mean, not for a while. I have a real hard time. And I'm not saying it's not possible, but I have a very hard time kind of like putting the blinders back on that allow you to kind of like live in like the world of love and like maintaining things. And Oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah. And to me, I'm very unhealthy because I, I consider it like a delusion. You have to like kind of delusion yourself to in order to participate in like mm. romantic love. And that's really probably horrible that I said that, but that's how I feel. So I think it's a pretty big promise to do. I think it can happen, though. I obviously people do it. Yeah. But hmm. yeah. Good luck to you. Thank you so much for being so supportive of my <laughs> my relationship. <laughs> I'm like obsessed with you, all though. <laughs> I know. He's really great, isn't he? He's really great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, um, for those of y'all who are listening, we did an episode with Andrew <laughs> on the Patreon recently, and it was really, really fucking it fun. Was really good. Um, <laughs> ridiculous and really yeah. fun. <laughs> it was really fun. I fell in love even more. Um, and I really do think he should go on The Bachelor. <clears throat> I think so, too, uh, mm. just for his sake, because <laughs> I am an awful person. Um <laughs> um so then after this like extremely personal admittance thomas who should not be allowed uh he looks like josh from like famously the guy who just like ate pizza very loudly and like got engaged to amanda stanton and andy and andy yeah and is famously Enemies with Nick Vile. Oh, true. Um, ooh, the connections. Um, so he starts again. He didn't have to say any of this. This man is insane. He starts talking and he's saying that essentially when he first got cast, he had no idea who Katie was. And he was like, fuck it. Might as well. And... Just basically, like, admitted that he was there for the wrong reasons. He was like, you can build a great platform from this. And then he did this whole thing where he was like, but everything changed when I met you. Um, The feelings that I have for you are real. And then he's just, like, flexing, like, and confessing other toxic behavior. Um, He's like, there is, there are people that I've led on. And I went on a date a week before I left. And I was just like, you absolute dumbass. What the fuck is the point of anything that you're saying? And he's like saying this as though he's like confident that he's going to get to keep going in the show. Like, I I don't even like you're not hot enough to do this. (laughs) You're not. I'm sorry. He's tall, but yeah, not hot enough. And like, we know that that is a. You know, like, is he hot? Is he tall or is he hot? But, like, <laughs> in this case, sir. He's um, tall and stupid. And those are two <laughs> things that don't always work together. And I was telling Jed last night that, like, this was very similar to a move that Jed, of his namesake, pulled. But he did it correctly. 
and like did it on a one-on-one and was like yeah I'm here to like boost my like dog jingle business but like (laughs) I need you to know that I now I love you the most more than all the dog food in the world and she fell for it like a fucking fool I don't know why also, again, you can't do this shit in week three. It's too yeah. early. Right. It's too early to be like, I'm full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you- Timing, you guys. Like, okay, literally, if I saw Jeff Probst's dick yesterday, and yesterday was the first day that I'd ever watched Survivor, I would not be still watching Survivor. <laughs> you can't do shit like this this early. <laughs> Everyone is insane. I cannot. <laughs> Danica's like, oh my god, I just started watching Survivor for the first time. I'm really loving it. I'm just like, look at this hog. <laughs> look at this hog. Look at this hog. I, like, I literally would not be watching anymore. <laughs> what the hell? No, oh, every oh every man on this season, except... there. Okay, Here's the thing. There are a lot of good men this season, though. There no? Are. Yeah. Who... Are there, like, a few dudes that you have grown to like a lot more that you didn't think that you were gonna like? Or or just, like, guys that you like a lot more since, yeah. like, day one? Because I have to say, Aaron, yeah, I, was I was not expecting to like him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I bravely called him homophobic <laughs> in our first episode. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a, I'm a dumbass. Um, Andrew S. is really growing on me a okay. lot. Trey. Christian. Yes. Yes, Christian yes. is warming up on us, too, a little bit. He's not doing much, but I'm like, maybe that's why I like him now, right? You know, because just stay quiet in the background. Make some faces. <laughs> oh, my God. A man that is quiet? What? <laughs> Who would have ever thought? Mm. Sorry about that. Burp. Yeah, no, Aaron really, Aaron's surprising me. I mean, I have a feeling I'll, maybe I'll switch back, but I didn't think I would like him. And I'm liking him. He's very sassy. And, um, he's I love crazy. anyone that's doing a reaction gif at this point. There yeah, are so basically. many, like, bad dudes. Trey and Justin, Trey. we love you both so much. Trey's great. I really hope he gets a one-on-one date soon. Um, that man needs more screen time, like genuine screen time. The show, of course, you know, the show has had history with race. And last really? season, they, during Man James, the season they put on the most, you know, people of color that they've ever done. But they did a horrible job at, like, actually showing us who they really were and just made them, like, characters more than they really have before, even. And that's just so upsetting. And so I just really, I mean, I was thinking about that today and I was just like, I love Trey and I need to see more of Trey as a person and Mm -hmm. not as a character, you know? So. I also do love him as a character though. Oh yeah. No, for sure. (laughs) Him getting like angry at Carl was like a (laughs) pleasure point for me this week. (laughs) I came yesterday. There you go. He's good. Okay. Okay. Back to notes. We've talked for a really long time. Um, so, oh my god, now we have to go back to this horrible conversation with um, Nick Vile. And so, a couple people get to talk. But we don't really see what yeah. is said. Yeah, so Thomas famously speaks 
um, doing the whole, I had no idea who you were and you should be blessed for me to even be interested in you now. Um, I don't give a fuck about you, basically. Literally says, I didn't ask for you. (laughs) So, fuck, oh my god, this man. I cannot. Um, Connor B talks about, like, Connor B is the cat Mm -hmm. pussy guy, right? Mm -hmm. Mm. Pussy man. Um, (laughs) Which is hilarious, given one of the texts that we got from a listener earlier today. (laughs) I won't, I won't, like, share their name because I don't want to put them on blast, but um, we've heard that he's an okay kisser and uh, less good at SEX. Um, But Connor B. talks about a difficult experience that he's had in um, kind of coping with, like, addiction and, like, some of the harm that he's caused while working through some of those experiences, which I found, like, actually, like, pretty admirable. I really like Connor. Yeah, um, yeah I do too. And I think that, like, addiction and, like, drinking and... I mean, just speaking for myself, is, like, something that's, like, really hard Mm -hmm. to, like, work through. And I think, especially coming out of, like, COVID. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think everyone's, like, uh, relationship with, um, like, substances Mm -hmm. was different somehow over the past year. So I, like, admired the way that he was, like, willing to talk about a lot of things and to do it on like national television like it's yeah. just so i mean it's truly and this was like following up um zach from last mm-hmm. season mm-hmm. talking about his experience with you know addiction and like so much of this show is so like wine mommy you know what mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. and so like i think it might help like open up some you know windows to think more critically about like our relationships with you know alcohol or substances or whatever um but you know we'll see i guess and i'm pulling this a little bit out of my ass but i do think that the opiate addiction does affect a good amount of like middle class suburban type individuals Mm -hmm. i mean it affects really every um demographic but i've i've heard that that can actually be a pretty like big chunk of it because doctors are just prescribing it and you can just get like addicted so easily so i think that that was mm-hmm. i remember thinking about that when zach talked about it last season just like kind of like oof yeah i'm really glad he's talking about this on this on this platform on this platform mm-hmm. um, um so then afterwards katie kind of opens up the conversation for you know, something that she has gone through that a lot of us have gone through. So again, I just want to give another trigger warning for uh, talks about, you know, sexual assault or or rape. So if this is something you're sensitive to, um, you're going to want to skip ahead a few minutes. Um, so Katie is like one of the recent bachelorettes that like got cast, I think, in a way because she was so mm-hmm. sex positive mm-hmm. and, like, similar to Caitlin Bristow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so she talked about an experience that she had 
um, like a decade ago that um, she had had a, a sexual encounter that was not consensual. Mm-hmm. And um, and just sort of started talking about like how she... Well, this, what, this part really like hit me super hard because like already you're like, fuck, that's... I mean, it's horrible. Like, it's one of the worst, like, violating things that can happen. And then she talks about how, like, due to a lot of complex feelings, I'm not going to, like, put words in her mouth, but she, like, basically started trying to, like, date the person who did this. And I, like, I'm, I have chills again. Um, That's so, like, that's so heartbreaking and, like, intense. And... And, and I, and like, I think probably happens for like a lot of people, you know? Um, so I was just really appreciated that she like, I don't know, she didn't have to like talk about those details and she did. Um, and then she talks about how like, after all of that kind of happened, she also continued to just have lots of like personal like issues with the sexual trauma that was like kind of unhealed at the time. Um, and it affected her relationships like afterwards in a way I was like oh my god (laughs) I think it's like a really um interesting and important conversation for like Mm -hmm. a lot of reasons um because I feel like I've gone through something similar and I don't know that I thought of it in that way before Mm -hmm. where like I mean you and I have like a different um like background growing up where like I grew up like heavily entrenched in purity culture and so like every idea that I had about consent uh, like growing up was it was so different you know like than how I think about it now and so like truly when I think about some of the experiences that I've had I like find myself like wondering if they were actually like consensual and like even when you're thinking in those kinds of terms it's like do I want to like unpack this or do I want to just not think about it and it's so weird and I truly don't like I think there are some like experiences I had like sexually where I don't I don't want to think about it because it's just like opening like a can of worms Mm -hmm. at a certain point so I I thought that it was like really brave of her to like share those kinds of things especially because bachelor nation fucking sucks (laughs) like can you imagine like like doing this in front of like a lot of people period but like especially doing it in front of batch nation crowd i i would die like actually yeah i mean i think i think back to like easy and i think back to like colton even i mean just um like the way the bachelor nation like was like it's no big deal i don't know why you're upset this is not a problem and it's just like so invalidating (laughs) and Mm -hmm. not you know like you can think whatever you personally need to think to like get you through whatever hellscape we're in right now but like to just like publicly invalidate people like that it's just so it's what keeps people from not wanting to unpack it and unpack Mm -hmm. like certain traumas and stuff and like I recently just finally had sex for like for the first time this month 
after like six or eight months. And then before that was only like one other time. And then like, you know, it's been pandemic. Yeah. And, and it was great. But like I leading up to the date had actually, I was texting Danica. I was like having a lot of panic because I realized after kind of having nothing go on for a while and like really sitting with myself, I, I hadn't really unpacked some trauma that I had had before. And I was nervous, like, to go into that and be able to keep my cool and to, like, and to, like, stand up for myself and to, like, stay firm to certain consent. Because I've had so many, so many instances where my consent's been pushed. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, like, sure, I'm not going to go out there and label them all assault. But, like, I was pushed in a direction that I didn't feel comfortable and it's like, yeah, so you don't want to do that. <laughs> but then it's like, oh, man, this really sucks when I'm about to, like, have a time with somebody. And, like, now I'm, like, thinking about that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I really appreciated Katie doing that and to, like, open up to that level. It was really pretty amazing. I think it's, like, really interesting, too, that, again, that this these conversations are happening so early mm-hmm. and I think it has to be like an intentional choice almost to mm-hmm. just be like uh hello 17 dudes like if you're not down with like this or you cannot mm-hmm. help me like work mm-hmm. not necessarily like work through my trauma I don't know if that's the right way of of saying anything but just like this is something I've gone through mm-hmm. and like if if you can't figure out a way to, like, be in a relationship with somebody who has been traumatized by something, like, maybe get out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. just leave now. And so, like, I'm really curious about how, you know, Mike in yeah. particular. That's where, I'm, that's where my head went, too. That's, Yeah. I'm not saying he can't be, like, sympathetic or empathetic no, or anything. Certainly. certainly. But I am I'm curious as to... I just, like, I'm really curious about where his story arc is going to go because I think it can go one of two ways. <laughs> and, like, having been raised in an evangelical, you know, like society I don't I don't know if that's the right I just like grew up evangelical mm-hmm. and I've met a lot of guys like him so I really hope that he's not headed in the direction that I think he's going to go because that would fucking suck and that would be really traumatizing to have to deal with somebody who's like um you know like kind of one of those like kill him with kindness people but like not if you're actually like a sinner, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. God, I hate it. Um, okay, so anyway, we're gonna kind of move on. We would love to talk about <laughs> this kind of stuff for a million hours. Um, <laughs> or not love, but I like I could do it. I could like talk about <laughs> this rape culture for like 10, 20 hours. Um, but yeah, just let, we want to let everyone know we love you. If you're like relating to any of this, we're here for you. If you ever want to like just chat in the DMs, like we're here. We love you. We see you. Um, so back to the show. Um, so like after that bombshell, Nick just mumbles, thank you for sharing. (laughs) Brave. (laughs) 
And I guess uh, we're done with that. Um, but I'm, like, confused. I'm like, wait, no, like, blue ribbon for the most, like, traumatic story? The show, like, <laughs> you know, like, always likes to pick and choose when it's giving out, like, trophies and shit. And I was just like, ah, missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just very, very weird. Um, so the after party is next. <clears throat> And unfortunately, it is themed business casual because Katie walks in <laughs> partially swallowed by a gray blazer. Um, and what Danica was that I, about? <laughs> exactly. What was that? <laughs> Who gave her that jacket? Like, uh, I love you, Katie, but the wardrobe department really did some nasty things to you. <laughs> It's really unfortunate. We were like, who the fuck gave her that jacket? Who gave her that jacket? And ultimately, I think we landed on Carl. She stole it from Carl's suitcase as she sent him home. Good for her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then, basically, we don't get really enough time with any (laughs) of the men um, in this night portion because Thomas the train wreck (laughs) dominates everything. With his, like, here for the wrong reason, sideburns. Seriously? Sideburns are an issue. <laughs> like, go look, for real. An issue. <laughs> like, clearly this man is not ready for an engagement with those sideburns. Mm-mm. Not, not okay. Um, our direct-to-the-point queen, Katie, directly asks him to elaborate on some of the red flags he mentioned earlier in the day. And he evades telling her by just, like, telling her that he wants to be open and honest with her and that he really likes her. And that's why he wants to be open and honest. I just hate, I hate men so much. Like, this audacity to be, like, the reason I want to be honest with you is because I like you. Not just, like, being honest because you are a good person. You know, like, why does there always have to be a caveat with men treating me nicely? I think it makes perfect sense, Jenna. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, for not having my back, you fucking sexist. Um, I, I famously <laughs> am a misogynist. <laughs> so she asks him again, and he again says that he just wants to be the kind of guy that has no secrets, and that she can ask him anything. And then she's like, listen, fucking dipshit. I can't ask you if I don't know what to ask. What? <laughs> what a what a dumbass! Like actually, <laughs> oh, like I'll tell you anything, but I'm not gonna actually reveal anything about myself. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know that the most interesting thing about me is that I will tell you anything, but only if you ask. Only if you ask. It's like how every man is on hinge. God, um, fuck men. <laughs> like. <laughs> All men unhinged. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) I want to make that up. Um, But of course, Thomas isn't done. He interrupts her when she's with, I think it's Aaron, um, which is when I really started to fall in love with him because he's just like, Mm. I have to. (laughs) He looks so dejected. And so she's like, I need, I need her. I need to like clear the air with her. So he sits down with Katie again, and shocker, he doesn't clear the air or anything. He doesn't elaborate. He just repeats the same bullshit he was repeating before, which is that he really likes her. And he wants her to know that he likes her more. 
than he should at this point, and that he's, like, starting to fall in love with her. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Speaking of, like, bad timing for men, like, period. (laughs) It is episode three. Mm -hmm. You don't get to say this shit. You do not get to say this shit. How is it, like, every day when I go on Twitter, men are like, women are fucking psycho. And then every single batch, like, every batch episode, there's, like, a weird dude being like, but I'm falling in love with you when you just met the person. You met 15 minutes ago. I'm getting sick. I'm getting fucking sick. (laughs) That's pathetic. You can't come up with anything clever to say. You have to pull the the L word card and not the lesbian card, the I love you card, (laughs) which is the lesbian card. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Famously. (laughs) Men are crazy. And you know what else is weird? Okay, we talked a a little bit about this yesterday. (laughs) Oh, and you know what else is, uh, this is my stand-up special. You know what else is crazy? The fact that everyone on this show is younger than us. <laughs> I, like, literally, I was watching it yesterday, and everyone was 26, and I was like, what the fuck yeah. are they doing? <laughs> you can't get married at 26. You can't. I did, and it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Famously not allowed. Like, it won't work. And, like, I am... I mean, I'm t- almost 30. I'm 29 at this point. And I'm like, how are all of these people younger than me and just, like, continuously not making the right choices? It's I wild. Guess I, I feel like that's like that's it, though. It's because they're young and dumb and full of calm. Um, calm. Calm. <laughs> calm. Um, so, but apparently Katie likes this. That's disgusting. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure why. I think she's just tired and drunk and touch starved like me. And <laughs> she. Relatable. Rewards this fuckery with a makeout. I'm not sure. The men hate it, of course. Um, and they're like, what did you say to her the second time? Like, what are you doing? And then Thomas the fuckhead is like, oh, well, I just wanted to tell her, like, how much I care about her. And then I'm, like, falling in love with her. And then the other men, like, some other man in a jacket, I truly do not know who. I'm still having, like, trouble with that. Um, Balfs, like, at him. And he's just like, well, that's what I was going to fucking do, dumbass. So, like, do you think your time is more important than mine? And then Thomas just, like, says yes, which I thought was pretty brutal and awesome. But... It's very bold for a man who isn't Dale Moss. And I wow. Think that's... <laughs> that's so fucking true. You know what I'm saying? Like, Dale can do that shit, but Thomas cannot. Thomas cannot. And also, there's, like, a different guy who looks more like Dale Moss. Aaron. That's allowed to do it. It's not Aaron, sister. It no, it is Courtney. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, okay. Like Aaron. <sighs> yeah. We have a new trend, though. It's just people that look like Dale that make <laughs> white women go crazy. <laughs> Woo! Um, and anyway, she gives the rose to... Do we know? Did it not happen? I don't know. I was supposed to fill in that blank. <laughs> <laughs> 
talking to Andrew and I was like, was there a rose ceremony last night? And he was like, yeah, it was at the beginning. And I was like, no, wasn't there another one? And it didn't happen. So I couldn't fill it in either. <laughs> We're stupid. This is, We have one job and we can't even fill in the blank <laughs> at this point. I was just hoping maybe you would. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, that's fine. Are your full tits out? Good. <laughs> We're keeping that in. <laughs> Anyways, she gives the rose to, I don't fucking know, but Jenna's tits are out during this recording. So, it's good. <laughs> it's good. All good. <laughs> now we get a one-on-one with Michael, who is different than Mike. <laughs> Mike. Yes. Famously. Different. Man. Um, still don't know how I feel about him. Anyway, we finally get the dune buggy of death date that I was very excited <laughs> about. Because I was really wanting to see who Katie was going to kill. And sadly, Katie's alone uh, in the dune buggy when she rolls it. Um, She is fine, thankfully. No thanks to the man who very slowly walks up to her to see if she's okay. It's like, totally fine. No reason to rush at all, sir. It's just the fucking bachelorette. You know, this... I mean, it is pretty similar to, like, when... um, What's his name? Matt from last season tried to kill Bree. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, they're at least equal opportunity trying to kill people. Here for it. And they almost killed Rachel Kirkconnell by throwing her out of airplane. And <laughs> so close. And happily ever after. Yeah. They are. <laughs> Good um, for them. So, Michael, as you may recall, is one of two daddies that's on this season. Um, and as we found out a little earlier in, like, this random cutaway... Um, where he's talking to some of the men next to to some dumbbells and protein shakes. (laughs) Um, He has a tragic story. And it is very, in fact, tragic. Um, I do wonder why they spoiled this for us, the viewers, so early in the show. Because they're doing everything too early. What the fuck is going on? I feel like this show is going to end in, like, two weeks. (laughs) Thank God. And I would be be happy. (laughs) Honestly. <laughs> okay. I need some time off. <laughs> Again. So, over some wine and cheese, Michael tells Katie that his wife and him were like soulmates. Everything was going really great. And about six months after they had their first child, um, his wife, Laura, was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, which I think I like almost kind of cried because I was like, that's horrible. Like, you imagine mm-hmm. having your, your child and then like the mother is like, has terminal breast cancer yeah um that's horrible uh he says they traveled to see a lot of specialists and do a bunch of different clinical trials um which must have been really hard i think it was probably like a couple of years they did that um and then sadly in january of 2019 laura passed away um he now raises their son and he's says some stuff about he's looking to fill out his life in a more intentional way and like you know not be alone forever which you know i respect yeah. <laughs> I, no, it's not that I don't respect that. I think I'm still, like, trying to process. Um, and I, I'm not saying that he's, like, wrong for doing any of this. I think it would be really hard for me, like, if something happened with me and Andrew to, like, move on this quickly. But that's just speaking for me. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that he's wrong to do any of that. I just can imagine that it's a really difficult circumstance and 
he does seem pretty emotional about it still, which is kind of like what we were saying last night. You're like, maybe he's not ready for this. Like, he probably shouldn't be on the show. Like, he's yeah. real and valid and his, his you know, experience is valid. But, like, the show is maybe not the way to do mm-hmm. it, you know? Yeah, and I think you and I are, like, pretty jaded about the show, like, in general. <laughs> but Ooh. so I'm not, like, I'm really trying to just, you know, balance my perspective a little bit Mm -hmm. but i yeah i just don't know if this is a choice i would make for myself Mm -hmm. but i hope it work i hope it's not traumatic for either of them that sounds like a really hard thing to go through no totally um and he basically promises katie in the end that he's looking for like his next love and that even though he'll never forget and like move away from the love he had for Laura. He knows that he can, like, also equally love another partner. And, which I'm, like, in support of. I do think that you can love multiple people at once, because I'm in support of polyamory. Um, mm-hmm. Although this is not the same, but, you know, um, I do think that it's just possible. really, it's really sad to me that therapist Nick Vial couldn't <laughs> be there for this. I know. <laughs> oh, he really could have helped someone, you know? <laughs> I really want to have somebody call into his podcast with this exact story mm. and just, like, ha- see what he has to say. Well, I mean, I just think, uh, like, I mean, do you think that you've really moved on? Do you think you've really just, like, do you think you've moved on? Just be honest with yourself. It's not nasally enough. Okay, thank you. You've got to plug your nose while doing it. <laughs> I, I think. think. I just think that, like, you know, I don't know. I mean, for me, like, for me, like, I don't, like, my parents, my parents are... They've been together forever, and so, uh... And then he just mumbles off about other things. Did I did I mention that my parents have, like, nine kids? And that my younger sister is, like, my only friend? <laughs> I'm the meanest person I've ever met. I need to go... Like, I'm... I'm not gonna be on the podcast next week. I have to go to sleep. Um... <laughs> Okay, anyway. I'm sorry, gives, everyone. She gives him the rose, and uh, we go back, because there's trouble back at the ranch. Trouble back at the ranch, y'all. Yeah. Um, so all the men start gossiping with each other about Thomas and his bad hair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, he's so fake, he's so manipulative, he's clearly here for the wrong reasons, because he told us. And he already told Katie that he's falling in love with her, which is like a super fucking red flag this early. Dude, what are you doing? Please don't do that. I want to do it first. Um, and then and then I'm kind of worried they're going to do another union strike because I'm worried that, like, Katie will get pissed because it's her show and they can't keep telling her what to do. They tried this, like, with Luke back in Hannah's season and it didn't work. It just kept him around longer. <laughs> Wait, did they do, like, a union strike for... Not officially, but they tried to, like, I think, like, six men were, like, absolutely get rid of Luke. Oh, man. They were, like, pretty, pretty, like, clear with their words. Hannah is dumb. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, I I just tanked our our ratings. No, I'm In Apple, so I'm sorry. Um, You're fine. You know, she was on that show recently, like, the new show that they started that Zoe Deschanel is hosting. Mm Mm-hmm. And she was on the same episode as Nicole Byer was. 
And the, I mean, the whole thing was awful. <laughs> but <laughs> I really want to know if they actually like went out with the people that they picked. They probably go out for drinks, I guess, that night, maybe. I don't know. It's also just so weird because it's like very clearly it was done during COVID. Yeah. So yeah. there was no audience, but there was like a <laughs> fake laugh, like in the background, and like Michael Bolton's just there being like, I am wildly successful and I do not need to be here. Yeah. And I'm gonna sit the entire time. And he does like one song per episode that's just Basically a song about their accomplishments and hers was just like, you were on several dating shows and now you're on another one. I don't know. And you know. got dumped. Like, he literally <laughs> like, and you got dumped. <laughs> it's like, okay. Oh, girl. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, the men are like, no, no, no. And um, Taylor Lautner is big mad. Um you can tell because his pouty face changes from a pouty face to another pouty face with bunched up eyebrows. Yes, it's it's really the forehead. That's the only way that you can tell <laughs> what his emotion is. Exactly. <laughs> but also this guy is like 25 and I'm I'm looking at him and I'm like how are you 25, sir? How? I don't know that he's actually 25. Yeah. He just seems very much too close to my age range. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he's been, I mean, he's kind of, I don't know, he had two kids and maybe some kind of addiction issue. I don't really know. Um, but he can't stand that a man might hurt a woman he just met a week ago. So he wants to confront Thomas in front of all the men. Um, and then he gets <laughs> to do that, of course. They <laughs> gather all 100 men into a room and they sit him down on the longest sectional that's ever been made. And then Hunter just immediately starts questioning him a bunch. It mostly boils down to, you're not here for an engagement, but rather a platform. And Thomas just kind of is like, I mean, sure, whatever. That's kind of how it started. But like, I like her. I'm here now for like the right reasons. Um, blah, blah, blah. But then this is interesting Hunter counters with an accusation and he says, I bet you thought about being the next bachelor. And he just hammers in this question over and over again. And also like Thomas is like notably trying to evade the question like pretty hard. He like literally isn't answering it. And he's like, no, but seriously, did you fucking think about becoming the next bachelor? I need you to fucking (laughs) say it. And so Thomas finally admits the truth that he, like every man in the room has thought about becoming the next bachelor. Um, I mean, okay, I'm sorry, Hunter. Hunter, you're not wrong. (laughs) But are you asking the question because you looked at the men in the room and realized that you would not be the next Bachelor? (laughs) I'm like, I guess I am trying to be a dick. I don't know. I I don't know where... My intentions are at this point. Yeah, what are your intentions, Annika? Are you here to be the next Bachelor? I, like, I'm just, like, if I were that short and, (laughs) you you know, I I would just know, like, it's not going to be me next. Yeah. yeah. So, like, take him down. And that's fair, (laughs) I guess. But, like, you're not there for the right reasons either. My guy. Come on now. 
<laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Yeah. But also, Thomas is not either because he's not inter- interesting enough to look at. So. And the best part about all of it is neither of them are going to win anyway, and neither of them are going to be the next Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Because it's obviously going to, like, an Aaron type, an Andrew S type, or maybe Courtney at this point. Like, it's not going to be any of them, and they're all just, like, fighting amongst themselves for no reason. Yeah. In my opinion. We still also have Michelle's season of men. So. Who who do you think is going to be on BIP? Everybody. Everyone? Everyone. It's going to be too many. And then that could be, you know, we we got Colton and Nick from BIP to be um, leads, you know? So, like, it's, I mean, fuck. I mean, literally, it could be anyone. The choices people are making. It could be Why? Ed. What do you think? It, what, if, what if it's Ed? I just broke my shoulder. Did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Ed could pop that shoulder back in. He knows a lot about shoulder exercises. Ed and shoulders. For real. That... Is the worst thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> I checked on Ed yesterday before oh you came God. over. And he still only has 16,000 followers. <laughs> Sorry. I know it's, like, not actually important. But no, it, it's important, important to me. It's very important. <laughs> I really like him. I wish he had more to be. Like, I wish that he got, like, the poetic justice that he deserves. The poetic yeah. justice. Do you get it? That was yeah. funny. Thank yeah. you. Please Get clap. Out. Nope. Uh. We're done. Um, <clears throat> we're fucking done. And we are done with the episode, basically. It's a we, are, we are very, very close to being done. I think Thomas is going to go mm-hmm. next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping. We got our fingers crossed. Like, I, I just, I don't, I don't like him. I don't know. He, he is nothing to me. And <laughs> also, I... Uh, yep oh forgot to say this in the previews we see that blake beard man slimes his way onto campus and that taisha allows it and taisha what the fuck (laughs) think yeah i thought we were friends like what are you so rude i uh, i don't the thing is i i wonder I feel like I've, like, pondered this before. I wonder what Katie's, like, taste is like. Right. We don't know, really. Because I feel like Blake might be in the realm of possibility yeah. for, like, someone that Katie is into. Yeah. I am super not into him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I've made this clear <laughs> or not. Um but, I mean, even, the, like, the date that they do where it's just, like, we're camping or whatever. Like, he seems like he could fit kind of well, mm-hmm. you know, into that lifestyle. I just, like, I'm trying to figure out why they keep doing this, though. Like, last season it was Heather, <laughs> right? And, like, she got kicked off, like, immediately, poor gal. <laughs> And so I'm wondering if it's going to be the same or if he gets to stick around for a little bit. I don't know. I don't know what to do about him. I know. I really am. I think I'm not looking forward to it because I feel like they're going to try to make us like him. Or not, actually. He might just become a villain. And I'm so okay with that. What do you think he could do, like, wrong immediately? 
Well, just by being there. People are going to be mad that he came in late because that's always the uh, storyline with that. But if we want something more fantical. Fantical? Fantastical. That is not a word. Fantastical? Fantastical? Fantastical. You're just saying testicles. Testicle. Testicle. I just keep thinking about Jeff's testicles. Um, <laughs> I think if he came into the room and he showed all the men a photo of Jeff Probe's testicles, they would clearly make him a villain. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean... <laughs> That was a villain move for you in my house. <laughs> that I can't stop thinking about it. It's disgusting. <laughs> oh my god, we have to stop talking. This is just okay. Yeah, we're done. going into insanity. We're done. Make sure you join our Patreon if you want. Um, we dropped the episode this morning with Andrew on it. It's cute as hell. It's funny. He gets deep. He gets drunk. We get silly. Danica and him have some interesting fights about everything. Everything. Um, it's very fun. Andrew is louder than me, mm-hmm. which is an interesting experience. <laughs> um, I'm the quietest person in that episode. That never really happens to me. Yeah. So it's... It's all for, very wholesome for and good. all the Danica haters, make sure you get this one. <laughs> she finally shuts the fuck up. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens next week. Mm-hmm. Next week's going to be a weird one, I feel like. Mm-hmm. We're getting um, into it. There's like a flow going and I'm excited. Yeah, it's, it'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be good. Um, again, just thank you for all of your support. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a long nine months. <laughs> Um, I keep thinking, like, we're literally going to have a bachelor baby. (laughs) At the end of all of this, I am sick and I'm disgusted by it. Maybe start, like, DMing us, like, your ideas for baby names, um, for this bachelor baby that we're going to have. People are just going to send Garrett over and over again. (laughs) It's Garrett and Victoria. (laughs) It's disgusting. It's filth. Um... (laughs) But um, if there are names other than that that you would like to have us consider for our bachelor babies, let us know. Um, In the meantime, we'll see you next week. Stay cool. Stay cool. It's so fucking hot here. I can't. That's why I took my shirt off. I'm like, fucking. (laughs) Both of us have our tits out right now. (laughs) And again, I'm sorry to all of my coworkers who have heard this. (laughs) See y'all. Perfect. Thank you for listening to Daycard Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Daycard Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a smile and at Drunk Feminist. Daycard Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne. Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at Jetty Boy James. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at Michaela Jane. Drop a review on iTunes. If you're nasty like that, bye. Hello, my name is Kaya. And I'm Marissa. And this is Well, Well, Why Not? Not. Join us every Monday as we discuss movies, science, technology, history. Sometimes I think about all the different things we talk about. And they're not even categories. Because you know what? We're geeky. We're nerdy. So like every millennial, we started a podcast. Because that's what we need more podcasts absolutely join us every monday and listen to well why not a podcast because just because
just just really because we had this microphone. Well, why not? <laughs> For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to sobelowmedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below. <laughs>